Welcome, welcome, welcome to the I Speak Fizbo podcast, where we pull back the curtain from the real estate industry and expose everything they don't want you to know. We share tips, tricks, myths, and truths to fight against outdated real estate traditions so you can sell your home for top dollar without having to pay a dime in commission or sacrifice your time. It's time for homeowners to take back the power and break up the monopoly. This is the I Speak Fizbo Podcast, and this is your host, Josh Knox. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Josh with the I Speak Fizbo podcast. And today, on this episode, I wanted to talk about uh, how you can win your next property without overpaying if you get into a bidding war. So it stands to reason that if you're selling a house, you're likely moving to another location and purchasing another property. And right now in the United States, it's a fairly hot market around the country, not Obviously, not every market is hot. Not everywhere has jobs that are coming in and not um, every location is expanding in that regard. But for those of you uh, who are uh, in an area where the market is hot, where there's not enough properties for the number of buyers out there, there is a chance that you could get into a bidding war uh, with other buyers, especially for properties uh, that are hot, which is everything that we talk about in this podcast about how to make your house a hot property and to make sure that you get uh, top dollar and in many instances how you can get uh, multiple offers on your property. So what do you do in a situation where a house has hit the market and you find out that there are multiple bidders on the property? And to be and to be fair, if a if a property has hit the market and the seller or the selling agent for the seller has communicated that hey uh, the house is hot we're we've gotten several offers you know send us your highest and best offer by this date and time right then you'll know that you have uh, competition now there are some instances where you wouldn't know that and so as a buyer you would just need to ask that question and it's always really a good question to ask in any circumstance when you go into a negotiation with a home seller, do you, and the question is this, do you have any written offers on the table? Because that's all you care about. You don't care if there's other interest in that property so much as you care about whether or not there are written offers in the seller's hands or in the seller's agent's hands if they're using an agent. Because any written offer is something that needs to be considered. Now, it could be a lowball offer, uh, and they're not going to give you that, right? The selling side's not going to give you that information in the same way that you wouldn't give that information out if you had multiple bidders. You would simply disclose to the other side, the buyer side, hey, we have multiple offers. Please submit your highest and best offer by this particular date and time. So when you find yourself on the other end of that, if you do find yourself on the other end of that, there is a way to win that bidding war without overpaying. And it's something I've used for my clients in the past. In fact, I have one particular experience where a client of mine was an investor and they were bidding on another investment property for their portfolio. And they were willing to go $10,000 above the list price. And we knew there were multiple offers on the table. So the listing agent uh, used the strategy that I talk about on this podcast and that I talk about in our 
uh, commission cure training program, which is to price it competitively in the marketplace, but prepare it so well that multiple buyers do want the property. So uh, really quickly, that strategy, right, is to make the house look sparkling. It's got to be a nine out of a 10. Uh, you got to do your effort, uh, make the effort to get to a nine out of a 10. And then when you're looking at the price point, you want to make sure your price point is as competitive as you can make it without leaving money on the table. So the the strategy there, right, is um, you want to make sure that it's priced according to the competition, meaning you looked at everything else, right, and you go, okay, I'm definitely at least that much, but I think I could get more out of this because I look better than the other properties. And that's that's totally doable, right? Because when you're researching your competition to price your own property, that's what you're doing. You're looking at the available competition in the marketplace. So you're both sold and active. Solds will give you your, your baseline. It'll, it'll give you a, a good point of where the property can appraise at. Actives are going to give you what is everybody else looking at and how do I stack up against that competition. So in this case, the property that we were looking at for my investor client, uh, the one that we wanted to win had at least three other properties, but this was definitely the nicest looking property. And the selling agent was very strategic in how they priced it. They actually priced it just a few thousand dollars below what some of the other properties were going for. Now this happened to be a condo. So there were very there were very um, good comparables in this property. It wasn't like a single family house in this neighborhood and then you were going two neighborhoods over looking at uh, potentially different floor plans, but the same square footage and so on and so forth. This was a very easily defined comparable uh, marketplace. So the selling agent did a good job of helping the owner prepare properly and then pricing it so competitively that multiple buyers stepped up to the plate. So then what happens when multiple buyers step up to the plate? When that seller starts getting written in offers, now they know they're onto something and they can move each buyer up the chain, right? They can get each buyer to increase their offer. Now, sometimes buyers will go, oh, I'm just going to give them my highest and best right now and see if that works for me. The problem with that strategy is you don't know how many multiple buyers there are. You don't know if there's one extra buyer or three or four. And so in, in the case where there just is one extra buyer, let's say the house is priced at $250,000. You don't know if that person offered two fifty one just over list price and asked for concessions or if they offered you know, two fifty five and then all the concessions. You don't know that. And so if you were to come in and go, hey, I'll give you two sixty right off the top because let's say you're willing to go 10000 above list price. You just absolutely love the property and you have to have it. So let's say... Your budget would allow you to go to 260 and that other person only offered 251. Well, the seller is going to take your 9,000 extra dollars. That's awesome for them, right? The best way to do that, though, is to put in what's called an escalation clause in your original offer. And the escalation clause works like this. If you put an offer for $250,000 with an escalation clause that says we will increase our bid 500 or a thousand dollars and you're going to pick one pick 500 or pick a thousand but if you will if you pick one let's just go with a thousand 
we're offering $250,000, but we're also offering $1,000 over the next highest bidder. So then what happens is if that seller goes, okay, this person came in at 251, these guys will give me 252, that's a thousand more in my pocket. But if the seller, if the if that buyer comes in and go, that first buyer, uh, the one you're competing against comes in and goes, hey, we'll give you 255. And they think, hey, 5,000 over ass should be good. We should win this. If they say that, and you say $1,000 over the next highest bidder, then you're going to win it at 256. So the seller gets more for their property, right? Because the listing agent, or if you're selling on your own, right? This is a good tip for you. Gets more for their property, but the buyer also gets a good deal because they beat the other buyer and they saved $4,000. They didn't have to go all the way up to the $10,000, right? Think about that. So... When that happens, you are in a good position. Number one, you're in a good position to win the bid without overpaying. And number two, you look really professional to that other party. They're like, okay, this person has it together uh, and we believe they're going to be a stronger buy anyways, even though they're offering a little bit more money. Now, your next question might be, well, how do I verify? Because you might be thinking, well, the seller can just tell me that buyer came in this. This is how you do it. You ask for the selling party to show you just the front page of the buyer's offer. Because on the front page of that buyer's offer, the other buyer, the one you're competing against, they should have put their purchase price in there. Okay, so if that buyer, let's go back to our scenario, puts in a purchase price of $255,000 on their front page, and it doesn't matter if they ask for concessions, okay? That you just need, you're just trying to win the bid over the next highest bidder. Okay. So if you ask to see that front page, then you'll know how much that buyer paid uh, or was willing to offer, was willing to pay for the property. And you can see that you were, and then you were 1,000 over. So what happens is, is once the seller notices that you are the highest bidder, even at $1,000 over the next highest bidder, they would then send you back an addendum because if you offered 250 and then said, you know, 1000 over the next highest bidder and that got you up to 256 in the scenario we were talking about, then the, the seller would send you back an addendum and counter offer you at 256 and you would then accept it. That gets you under contract for a winning bid without having to overpay on the property. It is a really great strategy to use when you are in a hot seller's market. So it's super simple. You're just gonna put, and I would get, I would recommend this uh, one of two different ways. You would write your original offer and put the price you're gonna offer. And then in the addendum, you would say one of two things. The first thing you would say is uh, willing to pay X dollars over the next highest bidder, right? Or will increase offer price by X dollars over the next highest bidder. One of those two options will work for you in that scenario. Now, having said all of that, I, I'm not representing you in a real estate transaction, okay? I'm just telling you what has worked for me and the language that I've used in the past to help buyers win in a bidding war, and it works. Uh, and it works so well, like it works so well for me that my clients would be like, this is unbelievable. We've been buying properties for a long time. We've, we've never heard of this strategy. So 
use that to your advantage, okay? You use that those couple of options to your advantage when you're work even if you're working with an agent, you could tell them, "Hey, we'd like to use an escalation clause." And if the agent doesn't know what it is, hopefully somebody in their brokerage would know what it is. Uh, and then you can work through them to get that proper language in there. But that's how you're going to accomplish it. That's how you're going to win a bidding war without overpaying for a for a property. So, Again, I hope that's helpful to you. And as always, I hope to see you on the next podcast.